Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Modern Dadhood the Podcast. Oh, that's a funny way to say it. That's a funny voice. Modern Dadhood the Podcast. It's good to be with you, man. And also with you. Well, thanks. Thanks. I bet listeners who listened to our last episode are a little bit confused because this was supposed to be our wives' voices speaking. If if anyone was paying close attention, we definitely teed up a special episode that clearly thus far isn't happening. But it will, and we'll get into it more in just a minute. But first, I think we should get some of the formalities out of the way. This is modern dadhood, first and foremost, right? Great, great. That's one of it's one of the formalities. It's a what do we say? I'm gonna here, right off the top of the dome, I'm gonna say it's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity. I knew it was gonna happen. That's why I was slowing down. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, Will Arnett is coming out <clears throat> Will Arnett. through your vocal yeah, cords. I, I have a Will, Ar- Will Arnett in my throat. It's an ongoing conversation about the joys, the challenges, and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name's Mark, and um, and I'm a dad to twin boy three-year-olds. You, sir? Uh, and my name's Adam Flaherty, and I'm a dad to two daughters who are seven and four. And this particular episode is going to be a little bit uh, different we're gonna in break, format. We're going to break format a little bit. And here's why. Um, we had originally planned in our last episode to turn it over to our wives. Just let them do what they want. Anything they, can, they wanted they, to do. They could just talk smack about us for however long they wanted. And we would record it. And that would be the episode if they wanted it to be. And it was all kind of tied into to Mother's Day as a way to give the floor to them. Yeah. We are still planning on doing that, and that will likely be our next episode. But uh, something happened in my life recently that sort of derailed things, and we figured that it might be a good opportunity for us to pull together and and talk about it, because it, in a lot of ways, uh, does affect the fatherhood conversation and the parenting conversation. Um, So what I'm uh, referring to is uh, we are recording right now on a Sunday evening, and just a few days ago on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, I lost my mother. It wasn't totally unexpected. Um, Her health had been in decline for quite a long time with a disease called COPD. So it wasn't totally out of the blue, but you're never ready for it. You're not not ever. So it's been a, a heavy few days. Yeah. Just kind of going through the motions. I didn't really have the the mental capacity to work with you to plan the the wives episode. We talked this morning and decided, let's just go ahead and record. Let's spend a little time sort of talking about this stuff and and see where it goes. And I think that um, the way that I'm going to approach this, which is a little bit different from most of our episodes, is with very little editing. And so <laughs> what you're going to hear, uh, mm-hmm. listeners, is something that is a little bit less polished and a little bit more a little more raw raw off the cuff maybe vulnerable shooting from the hip yeah so i hate this phrase but it Uh is what it is oh man my wife and i use that phrase so much that we've shortened it and we just say ewe which is (laughs) iiwii so that's where i'm at 
just trying to figure out how to how to move forward uh, without my mom. And I know that you you've experienced the loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. And so you you know how difficult and impossible it is when you're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are situations are not um, well, they're very different in some ways. Um, first of all, I didn't have kids yet. So I didn't have that added layer of complexity to it. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> but it, it was a very similar in a lot of other ways in that my dad also had pretty advanced COPD, which is chronic, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. That's right. That's what that means. And so we, 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 his health was declining for quite some time also. And, um, there was also a, a, a move to hospice care, which we did in home, mm-hmm. um, at my, at my parents' house. And that was fairly short lived a little bit longer than what I believe you guys experienced, but you know, a, a long time family friend, um, was there at my dad's bedside sort of helping guide us through because he worked he worked for this organization and 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 he was there to sort of be i don't know kind of like a mentor uh, helping us guide us through that time a little bit and one of the suggestions that he made was you know my dad was kind of hanging on for a little a little while yeah uh, um and was incoherent um, you didn't really know if he knew we were there. Right. And so this gentleman, his name was Jim, made the suggestion, you know, sometimes it's really helpful for that person to hear from each of you that you're okay and that it's okay for them to let go. Uh, and you sort of literally go to that person's side you know, to, to, to the bedside and sit with them and and tell them that and sort of tell them whatever you want to tell them in those, those moments. That's a tough, that's a tough thing to Mm. do. It's a tough thing to say to somebody. It was, it was, I, I, I talk about like, you try to sort of prepare yourself for things. I hadn't prepared myself for something like that. Right. And in the moment, my, my mind was blank. And then Went in, sat down, and didn't say anything for a little while. Some of what I said, I just don't remember. I just, I don't, I just think that I was, I was, I think my, my, my mind really started sort of racing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your adrenaline gets going because you, mm-hmm. nobody expects to ever have to be in a position like that. And it's incredibly surreal when you are. No, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I distinctly remember saying, said thank you mm-hmm. because he was a good dad and a good mentor and a good role model and and then I said uh, that uh, I would do the best that I could to be a good husband I didn't have kids at the time right so yeah. I, I I think I would have said I, I'm gonna try my hardest to be a, a good dad to sort of let him know that I'm gonna really yeah. work towards that so and then I left the room after some time and then as I was leaving the room, my mom had to go in to do that. And that 
that was even harder for me personally, as I was walking out and I saw my mom standing there and I I went, she has to do the same thing. What an awful thing for her to have to go through or that's what I thought at the time. Yeah. 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 And, and as, as I was wrapped up in myself before that, because I was thinking about me going in there and walking out and, and, and in, in opening that curtain that was between the two rooms and seeing my mom. And I, I just was like, and that was really, 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 that was one of the harder things because uh, yeah. it was, it was completely unexpected t- to me in that moment that she's going to have to go in and say that. And then I thought about having to do that for Jamie, you know, and, and I thought about what, what on earth do you say they were married for a, so long? They were married for 40 plus years. Yeah. I can't think of any other life circumstance aside from maybe like the birth of a child, like the birth mm-hmm. of your child, where emotions can just come on so strong and so unexpectedly. Yeah. I think it's the birth of the birth of a child and the death of somebody that you're really close to are the two things, in my mm-hmm. opinion, that can bring on those um, instant um, overwhelming emotions. There are also times that you you can you sort of do the best that you can to prepare yourself for, and yet when it, you get there and the moment hits, you just you still don't know until you know. You still don't know until you feel That's it. Right. Still, you, you, you know, you can. We've, we talk about it a lot in terms of the birth of you. Like you can read a lot of books and you can prepare yourself the best that you can, but like until you're in it, it's like. It, you know, you don't know if that stuff is going to be worthwhile or if you're going to just forget all of it. <laughs> exactly. You know? Right. Or, or if your experience will be completely the polar opposite of mm-hmm. the author's experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's strange to be in a position where, I mean, I write my mom a, a nice Mother's Day message in a card every year where you say thank you for, you know, always being there and, and stuff like that. But I feel like it's rare to actually be in a position to say to someone, thank you, you know, thank you for bringing me into the world. Thank you for shaping Mm -hmm. who who I've become and and things like that. It really, I, I know I keep saying this, but it's just, it, it's a very surreal experience. How's your dad? My dad's doing about how I would expect. I mean, my dad is very strong. He's he doesn't get overly emotional about things. Mm. I could count on one hand the number of times that I've seen him cry. Really? There were a number of times where I could I could see that he was emotional, but he's really holding it together. My dad also obviously lived with my mom and had been really her full time caretaker for Mm. for a long time particularly in the last year or so. And I think in some ways, I think he probably takes comfort in knowing that, that she's at peace now. Yeah, I know. It it, it always seems weird to say that, but it, but it is, it is, it is a factor. It is like, you know, with, with with the situation with my dad, we kind of got used to the oxygen machine, kind of got used to the hospital bed that was in the room, kind of got used to the fact that he barely ever stood up that he never went upstairs anymore, that he really never showered anymore, that he hardly ate 
kind of get used to all that so stuff. familiar. Everything yeah. you're saying is so familiar. And and you 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 find out and you say, oh he oh he 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 only eats he's only eaten eggs for the last three weeks. You know you find you hear that the first time and then soon that's just that's that's how it is. But the reality is is that in the grand scheme, it's not normal. That oxygen machine there shouldn't that shouldn't be there. The hospital bed shouldn't be in the living room. My dad should be able to go to a different bathroom besides the one that my mom can barely carry him to that's downstairs because he's no way he can make it upstairs anymore. Right. And so when you, when you, you sort of, you, you put your mind at ease while it's going on, you allow those things to become normal. But when you look back and you reflect and you think that wasn't great, you know, none of those things were really that great. No. And they're all, they all, they are all signs but even when you know it you're still never prepared for it Mm-mm. Mm-mm. ever ever it sucks man exactly no i mean i think that that same person i mentioned before his name is jim months later after my dad passed after the funeral i was talking with jim And I was talking about getting past something. I was talking about getting past the the feelings and past the sadness and past it. And he said, no, 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 you don't go, you don't ever get past it. He said, you do go through it, but you don't get past it. And it was just very matter of fact. Like he was basically just saying like, well, don't do that because you're not going to get past it. It's It's now a part of you. You're going to remember it for the rest of your life, but you're going to get through the difficult period of time. Yeah, you, just, it doesn't need to be your goal to reach the end of grieving. No, exactly. And that was that really meant a lot to me when he said that. And it it it, I've just thought about the rest of the day, and I went to bed thinking about it, and and it's been years now, and I still think about it. And it was it was I was really glad for him to say that in that moment, because yeah, I thought, well, yeah, no, why would I, what is be, what is, what is even past? What, what am I going to stop thinking about my dad? <laughs> it's, it's, it's more just a figure. It's a figure of speech, you know, right, but, right. but just by making that small change, it really, yeah. I, I can see how it could change your mindset in a really, that's um, exactly in a really right. big, meaningful way. Yeah, that's exactly right. It really changed my mindset. And, and, you know, so many things are like you're going through motions, right? You're, you're, you're just doing what you've always done. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like talking to the, your wife for the billionth time and getting off the phone saying, okay, I love you. Bye. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but when those words are like that, there's a lot of power and gravity and, and a lot wrapped up in saying, I love you to somebody. Yep. And yep. so being sort of told to, to stop and think about the words and, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there, I, there's, there is, there, there has not been a day gone by since my dad died that I don't think about him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, One of the things that you mentioned a few minutes ago was that when your dad passed, you were not a dad yet yourself, you know, knowing that this was an eventuality I kind of always thought about 
and felt a little sad about my my daughters not having that grandmother you know mm-hmm. around i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is my daughters are obviously 7 and 4 and when i think about the ages that i was when my various grandparents died and the memories that i have of them you know uh, uh, as it corresponds to the age that i was i get sad thinking about how my 7 year old will have a set of memories and obviously we live in an age where we have videos on our phones and and lots of photos and that will obviously help to support those memories but our younger daughter is really she's 4 she's not going to have memories of being with my mother she won't have specific experiences that she remembers when she gets older and that that bums me out because they they loved spending time with her and she absolutely adored them but i just want for my kids to always remember the limited time that they had to spend with her it's almost like an expected thing to have grandparents you know to like you've got your grandparents and you've got, they live in their house and it's, and it's different when you go there and there are, you know, that things about it that are funny and they love you in a different way. And I always get a toy when I go to grandma and grandpa's house. And, and so I think it's, it's like, I don't know, growing up, you might, I mean, do you, well, what I was growing up, you might sort of bring those ideals, you know, with you, Sure. Before you get married and before you have kids, like I'll get married and I'll have kids and they'll have their grandparents, my parents, right? (laughs) you know, um, I wonder, I I don't even know what the question is. I guess more of a statement, but like, it must be, must be really hard to have to figure out how, how to process this yourself. Cause you have to. Yep. While at the same time, bringing your kids through it because they're going to, because they're going to be affected like so differently than you are for a number of reasons. And but so also, differently from each other too. Oh, and, and they're different enough in age for it to be so different. And I can imagine that I'm sure part of you also wants to make it some kind of, uh, teaching. Yeah. Moment, you know, yep. uh, it must be so hard to have that all happening. It is. And I actually hadn't thought about that. That's really interesting that you say that because, because I, I am doing everything I can to make it a, a learning experience for them and Mm -hmm. to have conversations about death and to, and to talk about grieving and, and how it's okay to, it's all right to cry about it, but it's also all right if you don't cry and it's all right Mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of questions and, it's totally okay if you are able to be distracted by something and laugh and have fun and play, <laughs> you know, there's no right or wrong in processing this. But yeah, I mean, having those conversations when at the same time, like my heart is broken and I'm like, go mm-hmm. him, like I'm, I'm, uh, fluctuating between like, you know, laughing about certain memories and crying. It's, uh, yeah, it's just heavy. And only <laughs> now, Four days later, am I able to really sort of talk about it without becoming emotional? Yeah. 
the first day, you know, when my girls really saw me kind of struggling with it and yeah. crying and just holding on to them tight. And you know, I knew that it was odd for them to see right. me in that state of vulnerability and hurt. But like, what do you say? I can't just turn it off and be right. the tough guy who is there to tell them that everything's okay. No. And you, and you don't, and you don't want to also like run away and hide. Exactly. Either. I mean, to a certain, you know, you just might not be able to. Right. You know, as much right. as you might want to do that, you know, you might not be able to. It's tough seeing the girls feel so sad about it. And obviously our, our older daughter who's seven is, it's affecting her in a much bigger way because she had more years with my mom yeah. and yeah. she's older and she's, she can really grasp the idea that. I'm never going to see this person again. And, mm-hmm. and all of those hard things, those hard realizations that you have to accept. So it's, it's been hard seeing her process those feelings and emotions and realizations. Yeah. In a lot of cases, part of, part of being a parent is having to, you're a guide, you know, and you're a teacher and having to play that role while being potentially in a, in a very fragile state. Hmm. I think it's just part of the reality. And I in chatting with you earlier today, you know, like I, I, I feel like it, that's one of the things that falls into the challenges category uh, that <laughs> sure. we talk about, you know, <laughs> I, I think that one of the things that I felt extremely lucky for, which ties in with the Mother's Day and the mother appreciation thread is that you and I both have extremely supportive partners who will step in and do whatever they need to do to keep things afloat, you know? And Sarah was, and my mother had a great relationship and she's heartbroken over this too. But just to know that she's taking care of, anything that needs to be taken care of that I'm not thinking about because my mind is somewhere else and it yeah, needs to be somewhere else. It's um, I just feel extremely lucky. It's, it's absolutely invaluable. Like there's, you cannot put a price on it. You can't put the words to, to it, to have somebody like that in, in a time like this. And obviously we would, we would be doing exactly the same thing. You know, it's just something that you, you do when you have a a devoted partner, but I don't like to have to depend on somebody to pick up the slack. So I'm just really grateful for her. And I guess that's all I got to say about it. Hmm. So shut up. (laughs) What kind of qualities do you think that you, that you got from your mom that you're like most, Hmm that you're most aware of. It's really hard to be aware of like, but, but sometimes you, you know, as like in the middle of doing like a very parenting thing, you yell something out or you do something and you're like, Oh, that was my mom or, Oh man, that was my dad's words. That's a really good question. Do you have, do you have things like that specifically from your mom that, that bubble up? My mom was very, Anybody who knew her would say that she was very opinionated 
and all and was and would would let it be known what she thought about somebody or something hmm. and she could be very stubborn I think that those are two traits that I uh, sometimes <laughs> exhibit, although I don't I'm not nearly as outspoken about my opinions. And as a result of the way that she expressed her opinions and on whatever it was, the result was that when we were together, we would bicker a lot mm. and we'd get into some pretty good like arguments. But it was never there was never anger. There was always love there. That was just sort of the nature of our relationship. And my oldest brother has always said, you know, someday, someday when she's gone, you're going to be you're you're going to feel really bad that you know, argued with mom so much. And I was, I was like, no, I'm not like she she does it, too. She always she's poking the bear all the time. She loves mm-hmm. to get me going. And he brought that up just the other day. He did. He's like, man, I've always said that. And I was like, yeah, I was like. And I don't, I don't feel bad. Like that's, that was our relationship and it, there was never anger behind it. We could always turn it right off and switch yeah. to talking about something else. There was, and it was always, there was always love. I know that's not the answer to your question, but I think maybe stubbornness, but, but caring about other people. You know, my mom was a, a nurse practitioner for many, many years and worked with the homeless population and, um, you know, service to people who are in a vulnerable spot. I do enjoy helping people. So I think that that's probably a trait that I got from observing my mom in her career in healthcare. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but, um, but she was a, she was a force of nature. She was a, a firecracker. And I would always tell her that she was she's one of a kind. And uh, and I'm sticking to that. My mom was one of a kind. Something I think is really interesting. Kids can of different. I'll say of different ages, because that's my experience as a kid. I had siblings that were much different in age, much older than me, much like you. That your relationship with your parents can be very different Mm-hmm. than your sibling's relationship with your parents. Like you're getting words of advice from your brother and you're like, no, nah, that's our relationship. That's, that's who we are together. Yep. Me and mom. And I find that the older that I get, well, not the older that I get. Once I got to a certain age, I think once I, my worldview was expanded just enough. I had this realization that, Oh, I, my relationship is different. You know, I think I, my relationship with my mom and with my dad are very different than my, my siblings. And it's for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, my oldest brother, BJ, he was the first child. I'm the last child. Like my parents were different people to him from birth on up than they were with me. For sure, birth on up, like very different. And sometimes you get into these conversations with siblings where you're talking about, and you say something and have a certain feeling about it, and then you find out that your sibling has an absolutely, completely different feeling and a completely different version of the story. And yeah, some of it's the difference in age, some of it's the relationship is just very different. And I just think that's very interesting. 
Um, and of course I think about that a lot because I, we're only going to have two kids and they're the same age. I was just thinking that won't it be interesting though, when they are 18 older, 30, 40 Mm -hmm. to see how your individual relationships with them are different, even though they're the same age. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel it already. Like I have, I'm already finding with my kids, they're the same age and they're only three. But like when one of them cries, when one of our sons cries, the way that he, it's, it's just like, it just tugs at your heart. And it's like, all you want is to take it away. Whatever is causing the crying, whatever is causing the frustration or the pain or whatever you want to just take it away. But when the other one cries, most of the time you're like, dude, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. And it's, and it's, I don't, I, there's a lot that's wrapped up in that. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just, it's just very interesting to think like, I wish I kind of could just flash forward when they're both 40 and just hear them have a conversation. Oh, I remember Christmas 2030 (laughs) very differently than what you're describing right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to get a glimpse of that. Yeah. And it's also interesting just how I think about my mother's relationship with with each of us is very different. And then my dad's relationship with each of us is very different, but also very different from my mom's relationship, individual relationship with each of us. I'm sorry that you have to go through this and I'm, I feel for you and I feel for your family and I feel for the kids. Thanks. I know it's going to be tough and I know you'll get through parts of it. We certainly will. Yeah. But thanks for saying so. And, and mom really, uh, Mom really enjoyed the podcast too. So she heard play. I know that you hadn't uh, had an opportunity to. I, I, I I never, I've, I've, I did not have the good fortune of meeting her. No, I didn't. Yeah. You'll meet my dad at, at some point, but, uh, but she did, she, she really enjoyed the podcast. So obviously she spent plenty of time hours hearing your voice. Oh, great. Yeah. But no, she was, uh, she was very supportive of it and just thought it was a, a really cool thing. So we do need to get things on track to for our next episode with our wives. Yeah. And I think what yes. we should do is you and I should each try to think of maybe maybe between five and ten different either questions or prompts and combine them in a hat or a basket or something. And if they want to have that available for them to draw from if they need inspiration when we get together to record. I like it. Well, uh, I want it to be a a way to celebrate and honor them, our wives, but all moms, all moms, man. If there's a reason why there's a lot of mom podcasts, moms are amazing. That's also the reason why there are so few dad podcasts because we suck. Cause we're just like, we're what just, are we, what are we even doing? We're dads? faking it till we make it. I know that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> well, let's, right. um, let's end this. Let's wrap it up. Unless there's anything else you want to say. I don't think so. 
quick let me i think this episode can be a little different but we can still do a closing why don't we just skip to our thank yous i mean we can tell we can tell people they can find us on apple podcasts and google podcasts and all that they, we can tell people they can find us at modern dadhood.com that they're okay. that they could buy a dad hoodie a t-shirt or they could they could write us a note at hey h-e-y modern data we could we could say all of these things we could suggest that they tell a friend about the podcast because it's a wonderful way to help us grow our audience if we wanted to and i'm not saying we need to do this but if we wanted to we could also we could also tell the listeners to go leave us a review or rating i don't know it's kind of asking a lot it's asking a lot. Or we could let's not, let's not do that skip part. it all and get right to the thank yous because there's it's not there's a lot of people that make this podcast possible. Okay. Well I'm gonna I'll do that. I'll start that. Okay. Thank you to Casper Baby Pants and to Spencer Albee for the music in Modern Dadhood. To Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for always making us sound fantastic. You can find him at redvaultaudio.com. Thank you to my friend and co-host, Mark Checkett, for being there and for uh, accommodating my last-minute request to alter our schedule here. Well, I'll do, I'll do this one. I'll say thank you for listening to all the listeners, but also thanks, moms. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms.